0: source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back everyone. Great to be with you today and we are going to continue to attempt to elevate the conversation, divide the rage from the reason, help you connect the dots today. And uh, this is an important day in in history. Uh, As you know, I love to look back and look at the lessons of history. It was on this day, September 2nd, 1945, that uh, Japan officially surrendered. We often celebrate that on August 15th. uh, But the formal signing of uh, the end of the the war was on September 2nd. So we celebrate that today. And before I bring our, our next guest on to apply the lessons of history... Uh, I want to go to uh, the man who was the Supreme Commander there in the uh, Pacific, uh, General MacArthur. On that day of signing, he gave some very interesting insight that I think are important for us in the many difficult, challenging conversations we're having today. This is uh, General MacArthur.
2: It is my earnest hope, and indeed the hope of all mankind, that from this solemn occasion a better world shall emerge out of the blood and carnage of the past. A world founded upon faith and understanding. A world dedicated to the dignity of man and the fulfillment of his most cherished wish for freedom, tolerance, and justice.
0: And that's uh, General MacArthur. Uh, there were some 200-plus uh, warships in Tokyo Bay. Uh, the signatures were laid out and the surrender was complete but those those words that we could be dedicated to the dignity of men and women and the fulfillment of that most cherished wish for freedom tolerance and justice those are all principles that are really critical to us today and there's part of those lessons from world war 2 That are so applicable today. And uh, I am so grateful for those that are involved with the Topaz Museum uh, keeping that history and reminding us how important that freedom, tolerance, and justice is for all. And I am just thrilled to welcome to the program Jane Beckwith, who is the Topaz Museum Board President. Jane, thanks for joining us today.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for your interest.
0: So uh, let's talk about Topaz for a moment. It's one of those we were talking even in the newsroom that uh, many of our younger staffers uh, weren't even aware of Topaz until they were, you know, juniors or seniors in high school and it's such an important part of our history here in the state, it's important history to the country and I think to the world. Uh, give everyone just kind of a quick snapshot of what you've captured there uh, at the Topaz Museum.
2: Well, actually, we've done so much work it'll be hard to do a a quick snapshot, but um, we have a museum. Um, We built um, a building from scratch, and that was finished in 2015. We opened with a very large art show, and then as we um, transitioned to a historical uh, museum with the artifacts, we opened that uh, grand opening in 2017. Um, The Topaz Museum Board owns about 633 acres of the Topaz site, which we are, of course, dedicated to preserving. Um, It's a rather unique place. Um, You can go out there just on your own, but we strongly urge you to take a tour um, so that you understand exactly what you're seeing. Um, That's the work that we've been doing.
0: Uh, and it's such also, a...
2: we, we actually have been uh, reaching out to schools too. So um, I'm afraid that COVID interrupted our formal um, interaction with some
0: teachers. Yes, uh, for sure. <clears throat> and we're hoping that that, uh, that, that moves forward uh, because I think it is important for our school children, for all of us really, to, uh, to think about what took place there, how quickly freedoms can uh, be taken away. And uh, tell us some of the things that that uh, stand out to you in terms of what you've captured there in terms of telling the stories of those Japanese Americans uh, who, again, were all kind of uh, herded up and and taken out there in the midst of the war, uh, in the midst of a lot of of uncertainty, a lot of misinformation, a lot of misguided uh, perceptions. And uh, tell us, what's the real takeaway? What do you hope people walk away from after they've uh, experienced the Topaz Museum?
2: Well, um, again, it's very complicated, but I think if you distill things down, um, there were people who jumped at the idea that Japanese living in this country, whether they were citizens or not, Mm -hmm. were the same as Japanese living in Japan. So mixing those up and saying that, um, well, I've heard people say, well, look what they did to Pearl Harbor, meaning look what Japanese Americans did to Pearl Harbor. And that's so erroneous. Yeah. Um, you just, you cannot make a, a good decision with that kind of thinking. So that that probably is the, the biggest um, mistake that we made. But we um, Prior to Pearl Harbor, the United States, especially in California and along the coast, um, were very prejudiced against Japanese. Um, they made it so that they could not become citizens. So, of course, they lost any kind of representation from that. Right. Um, they, if they couldn't be citizens, they couldn't own property. And, you know, all those, um, uh, I guess, stacks and stacks of discrimination. Um, the door for when Pearl Harbor happened, and I think people decided to send them away. Yeah, yeah.
0: and <laughs> and so vital that uh, again, I think the it was so ironic. I think that uh, you know the the words from General MacArthur uh, again in the in the, the middle of where a lot of the battle uh, takes place to say, hey, we've we've got to get back to these ideas of freedom and justice. Uh, and, yeah, freedom,
2: tolerance, and
0: justice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, that was so stunning to me that that's how he framed it, uh, and yet it was also a, a a moment to to look forward as well. Uh, I've I've spent a lot of time in Japan. I was there as a young man as a missionary. I've gone back uh, numerous times uh, for business uh, purposes. I have a great love there. I, one of the things that excites me about what you've done uh, out at the uh, Topaz Museum there is that you have pulled in a lot of the art. Uh, which is such a part of Japanese culture, and uh, we're going to talk about this in our last segment. Uh, I'm a, I'm a real fan of the uh, the ancient art, the uh, kintsugi, uh, where they actually will take the broken pot or the broken vessel uh, and then repair it with this gold resin that not only restores the usefulness uh, but creates this thing of beauty, and it's stronger in the broken places. Uh, and to me that's what your work at Topaz and the lessons are really all about we can actually be stronger in our broken places.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We've um we've worked very hard to make a museum that is um worthy of the um the importance of this history. Mm.
0: So good. I I encourage everyone to check it out. You can go to topazmuseum.org, topazmuseum.org. It is the Japanese Internment Camp Museum. Uh, it is worth checking out. Obviously, we have some COVID challenges at the moment, uh, but go check that out online. And uh, Jane, I am so grateful for your work in restoring such a critical piece of history and so many lessons that really need we all need to apply today. Thanks for joining us today.
2: You're welcome. Um, I'm sorry that we're not open at the museum. And, you know, people will call and want to know what day we will open, and that's That's very difficult to say, but um, there are lots and lots of things that people can read and study um, before they come to the museum.
0: Wonderful. And again, you can go to that website, topazmuseum.org. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we're going to take a little deeper dive of that art of kintsugi, how we can actually find strength and beauty in our brokenness in this country. Find out why next.